0: Hello to all of you unconventional conventionists. Welcome to Rocky Talkie. I'm Nikki.
1: I'm Jacob. And I'm Aaron.
0: Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, Nikki. I know it's only been a week, but it just feels like ages since we've last talked. It's just, it's so, it's so great to hear from you.
2: It has been ages since I have last been here. That is a true fact.
0: Oh, is, that, is this not John?
2: No, this is, this is Jacob. Our names sound very much alike, but we are I just thought John
0: had a cold.
1: Yeah, you do sound really different, John. Um, Does John sound this
2: sexy when he has a cold?
0: Yeah, so John, what have you been up to this week?
2: I've been doing all those John things. You know, (laughs) I've been taking my bald head places and looking really cool while I'm doing it. Uh, My girlfriend just is traveling the United States with the cast of Hairspray, so... That was my John impression, guys. Did you like it? I think I did really well.
0: Is it Hairspray?
1: It's not, but John's not good at facts either, so...
0: Is it not Hairspray? I thought it was Ain't Too Proud.
1: It's Ain't Too Proud.
0: Well, big well, congrats
1: to Savannah. Hell yeah. Yes.
0: Hoopla. Yeah. Woo. But, you know, in less exciting news, how are you, Aaron? <laughs>
1: I'm good. Finally got a little bit of a break from rocky stuff uh, for the last week or so. So I've been doing uh, doing a lot of work, doing a lot of uh, other things. We just posted an article this other day that's kind of a half blog post, half kind of uh dig through uh, Crazed Imagination's issue number two. Yes, five months after I posted issue number one's review, I have posted issue number two's review. So go check that out. That's up on our website. It's a bit of like, oh, this is what was going on with Rocky Talkie, with me and Meg, uh, and a a review of uh, a 20-year-old fanzine. So go check it out. What's going on with you, Jacob?
2: Not much, but I did just buy my Christmas present for my girlfriend, uh, this is one of them I'm getting. Uh, I'm not going to be probably back on the show before Christmas. I know it's a little early, but I'm not going to have another chance to say it. So I'm saying my gift now because it's... Wait, can I guess it? Uh, there's no way you're going to guess it, but is it, go for it. Is
0: it the bean bag with the blanket and the pillow attached to it?
2: That is one gift I'm getting for her. That's something she sent me and was like, hey, buy yeah. this for me. So I'm doing that. <laughs> but that, that pales in comparison to the, to the real creme de la creme gift. So in our relationship... I call Andrea my son and my stars and she calls me Her Moon and Her Sky. So I am getting Ugh. matching T shirts. Matching T shirts. Oh. Mine will say, Hey, I'm pretty cool, but have you talked to my son and my stars? And hers is gonna say, Hey, I'm pretty cool, but have you talked to my moon and my sky? So and then she's gonna like orgasm on site when she picks up the shirts because it's you know, it's pretty fucking gay. So
0: Yeah, gonna she's gonna off. love it. <laughs> I sure would. No, you need to, instead of that, like cancel that order because that's dumb. Um, <laughs> get the shirts that say like, if lost, return to Andrea and then <laughs> I'm Andrea. I think that that would be objectively better.
1: Listen, I got some I'm with stupid t-shirts that you could just take a, a Sharpie to. Period. No, I love that. That's hilarious, dude.
2: Yeah, thank you. That's, it's going to be awesome.
1: No, I bet you'll love it. That's awesome.
2: All right, and Nikki, how was your week?
0: Um, This was my first week off of Rocky since <laughs> September. um. So it was weird. It was a weird week. I was very like, I was very lost. I was like, I don't know what to do. Me and my friend drove down to TCNJ to visit one of my friends that goes there. And we hung out with him. And while we were there, we met, okay, not to like be out of pocket on air, but we met like the hottest girl I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, And she was wonderful, and she was so nice. And then she was like, "I'm doing a play on Friday. You should come." So you know what I did on Friday? I drove back down to TCNJ and I went and saw a play. Um, (laughs) So you know that was—I didn't think that I was going to see a play. I didn't—that wasn't really on like the radar. But you know, I when a beautiful woman tells you to see a play, you see a play. So that's what what I did. Um, It was a cabaret. It wasn't a play, but she called it a play, and I use her word as the word of law. Um, but it was just like a bunch of songs about travel, which made me sad because I want to go traveling. But it was really good. Like TCNJ's and J's theater department, incredible. Uh, and I really had fun. It was a very good time, and I got to see David, which was also very fun. Shout out to David, I love you. And yeah, that was my week. Not much.
2: Does David go to TCNJ?
0: Yes, he does. Cool, awesome. Cool. Not to dox him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
0: He lives in no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> At 213... Samson Hall. Wow. That's not his hall. You don't have to cut that out. But, you know, <laughs> with the uh, casual doxing of my best good friend, let's get started with our first segment.
1: Let's do it. Uh, global News. So first up in Global News, um, guys, we've got a bit of sad news to share with our listeners Henry Wolf passed away just this past weekend at the age of 91. So, Rocky people will undoubtedly know him as uh, Betty and Ralph's wedding photographer at the start of the movie. He's the one who makes sure to get the parents and the grandparents, yes, all the close family, into the picture that uh, he's taking outside of the church.
2: But Henry himself was as prolific as his line in the movie, answering audience callbacks about who he'd like to fuck. He was an incredibly accomplished actor, portraying Frankie Barrow in the 1970s BBC sitcom Steptoe and Son, and appearing numerous times in Doctor Who during the Tom Baker years.
0: Henry met his wife Susan when they performed together in the West End and Broadway tour of the Marat Sade*, a romantic tale about the Marquis de Sade's time in a French institution.
1: Henry and his wife moved to Saskatoon, Canada in the 70s, and one of his favorite stories to tell was that of him telling an elderly woman in Saskatoon that he and his wife met on Broadway. When the woman assumed he was talking about Broadway Avenue, Saskatoon, Henry said, I thought this was the place I wanted to live. They won't allow me to be conceited. People here are unpretentious.
0: Say Saskatoon again.
1: Saskatoon. Nice. Fucking Canadians, man.
2: You guys will never know how many times Aaron fucked up saying Saskatoon in this one recording alone. (laughs) Henry was a lifelong actor and remained in Canada for the rest of his days. In 2015, he was awarded the Saskatchewan Order of Merit, a theater arts award that is annually
1: given by Saskatoon. Henry is survived by his wife Susan and his four Saskatoonian children.
0: Henry, thank you so much for sharing your talent with the world. Rocky would not have been the same without you, and we'll see you on the other side.
1: Next up, we've got some great news about Bray Film Studios, the creepy studio where Rocky Horror Picture Show was shot, as well as both old and new horror movies, such as a few of the original Dracula films, as well as the 2020 Dracula series. Bray Studios used to have the Rocky Castle in their cache
2: of shooting locations, and though the manor has moved on to bigger and better bed and breakfast aspirations, Rocky will always be a core piece of Bray's rich history.
0: Nothing creepily horrific for the studio today, just the good news that Bray has been approved for a major expansion, including nine new sound stages, four workshops, a rehearsal building, offices, accommodation, and 750 parking spaces.
2: Whoa, do you know how many cars? You can fit into a space that big.:
0: I would guess 750.
1: At least at least three.: The Royal Borough of Windsor and Maidenhead's Development Management Committee, that's the group in charge of approving the expansion, voted seven to two in favor of the plans for the site, at two different locations: Downplace and Water Oakley. Counselors were even told the plans would create
2: about 1,500 full-time jobs at the studio as well as inject 139 million pounds a year into the UK economy, or about $186 million for non-tea-drinking economies.
0: That's approximately 62,000 frank jackets.
1: I'll take one. Back in 2012, uh, we actually almost lost Bray Studio when planning permission was given to the previous owners to demolish the sound stages and redevelop them into housing. But thankfully, uh, Bray was saved by an increase in demand for film space. To make room for the expansion, three homes will be demolished. One
2: on Water Oakley Lane, one on the Phoenix Gym, and Water Oakley Farmhouse.
0: Counselors made this choice for the hope of increasing tourism in the area. The chairman of the planning panel, Phil Hassler, said... I know not everybody is going to be happy with this outcome, but I think the Royal Borough of Windsor and Maidenhead will benefit considerably by this application, and Brave Film Studios will become iconic across the country.
1: And lead member for Windsor, Samantha Rayner, echoed that thought, saying it was a huge tourism opportunity to secure the Royal Borough as the location of choice for people who want to see where their films are made.
0: Rocket Man was the most recent production to come out of Bray Film Studios, and we can't wait to see what comes out of the can next. We wish our friends across the pond the best and hope to see something soon.
2: Moving on. A few months ago, we had some news about Meatloaf's newest project, his new rock and roll game show. It won't be his first. And now we have more news, right from the
1: loaf's mouth. I'd do anything for love. Australian edition has started looking for contestants. A recent casting notice says, Are you in love, up for fun, and a music fan? Then we want you. ITV Studios Australia are looking for adventurous couples to play for cash in a major new format. A sense of humor and high energy are welcome. This was posted by the Australian arm of ITV Studios, which is a British broadcasting network.
0: Meatloaf, a.k.a. Michael Lee Aday, serves as an executive producer on the U.S. original, and thematic elements will largely draw on the Meat's original 1993 Steinman-penned hit. According to Deadline, the program features participating couples who will compete in a variety of comedic physical games designed to reveal how well they can work together and how much they really trust and believe in each other, all to a soundtrack of classic hits performed live in the studio by the original artists as well as new stars.
2: For those of you interested, and living in the outback, application questions include How long have you and your partner been together? Music taste.
1: And briefly describe yourself slash your partner. I don't know. You guys think I could make it? How would you describe me? Bubbly and entertaining.
0: I don't have the heart to tell you how I would describe you.
1: I do. You've got a face fit for radio. Ay! Who signs your checks around here, hmm? You don't pay me. Yeah, and shut up if you want to keep it that way. Huh?
0: If you're like Aaron and absolutely desperate for your moment on Australian TV, you can apply at the link in our show notes.
2: Next up, we'd like to tell you about a bunch of the shows coming back to performances.
0: There have been so many articles posted to the RHPS news site recently about shows that have been picking back up, and we just wanted to share them with you. It's been almost two years since the Panda Express ravaged the Rocky Horror Shadowcast scene, but we're largely back and doing better than ever. The Friday Night Specials cast has been back at it since April, and we're still regularly performing COVID regulations and all.
1: And our very own New York City Rocky Horror Picture Show cast has been reborn at almost 10 different theaters, including the Hard Rock Cafe, since the uh, Halloween season started.
2: And it's not just us, because a bunch of other colleges and casts have started up again in the past few months, over Halloween, and even this week. So to close out Global News with some good feels, we're going to give a shout out to some of the casts recently back on their feet.
0: To start us out, the University of Akron in Ohio had a show on October 22nd with tickets as expensive as $100.
2: Not only that, there was an appearance from the one, the only, Brad Majors. That's right, Barry Bostwick spoke to the audience for a little bit. He talked fondly, as he
1: always does, of his experience with shadowcasters and fans of the movie. While Rocky isn't a yearly tradition for them, their theater space is getting back in the swing of performances.
0: In big name productions, they have Anastasia and Hairspray coming up in the spring, as well as Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Cirque Holidays, and Mannheim Steamroller lined up for December. We wish them the best.
1: Another Ohio University, Kenyon College, which is flush with rocky tradition, were back at it. After two years off season, shadow casting began for one night only. With only one show,
2: free tickets, and high demand, the line to get in was absolutely packed. People brought camping chairs, blankets, and even speakers.
0: The Kenyon College players performed over Halloween weekend, and as we hear, it was a blast. Break legs next year.
1: Last from the college crowd, uh, at Brown University, that's just nearby in Providence, Rhode Island, after a dormant year, the Brown cast had five sold-out performances around uh, November 7th.
2: That was all right, but let's get to the meat of it. The adult shadowcasting crowd.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't call any of us adults.
0: First up, the Simply His Servants cast is back at it again, performing at the Cedar Lee Theater in Cleveland Heights. $12 tickets, face masks required, and no throwing allowed.
2: They had their first show back this past November 6th, and going forward, they'll be performing the first Saturday of every month. So their next show will be December
1: 4th at 9.30. If you're in Cleveland and want to get in on this magic, you can find tickets and showtimes at cedarleetheater.com. The theater is at 2163 Lee Road, and if you want to check out the Servants website, you can do so at simplyhisservants.com.
0: And if you're interested in joining their cast, be sure to attend a show and talk to Kev afterwards at the merch table.
1: Fun fact,
2: their site is pretty uniform, with a line at the top of each page celebrating their 30 years at the Cedar Lee Theater, except their news page, which lists 29 years.
0: Aaron, you should tell them how computers work.
1: Aaron, how do computers work? A lot of zeros and a couple of ones.
0: We need a three and a zero. Were you listening?
1: Yeah, you need to call Cleveland. I hate all of you, and if I could afford to fire you, I would. Moving on! Out of Virginia, performing at the Narrow Theater, which has the third longest record of Rocky Horror showings, is... Fishnet, Inc.
0: The Narrow started showing the Rocky Horror Show all the way back in September of 1978. Aaron, you were there. I was not. And the Fishnet, Inc. cast just joined them regularly shadowcasting there in mid-1988, giving them a full three years of shadowcasting on the Servants cast.
2: Suck it, Servants cast. Originally known as the Back Alley cast, they came out of Pandemic Hibernation for three wonderful Halloween shows, October 29th and 30th at Maker's Craft Brewery, And October 31st at their home theater,
1: Sun Halloween Narrow Cinema. They've already got a wonderful gallery from the performances posted with photos of the audience and the cast. No matter who you are, these are always fun to go take a look at.
0: While they don't have any more shows posted right now, there's always tomorrow. And you can keep a lookout for more photos and everything else on their site at fishnet-inc.com.
1: Good luck, Fishnet Inc. While this segment was a really great tribute to the reopening of all of our shows, this is by no means an exhaustive list of casts that are back in action and doing performances. If you're on the hunt for Rocky showings in your area, I've been doing my best to add shows to the Rocky Horror News website, that's rhpsnews.com, as tickets have become available for purchase at all of these places. If you're interested in seeing a show in your area, or a place you might be visiting, I mean, holiday travel is up upon us, folks, go and check out all of the latest up-to-date listings over on rhpsnews.com. And if your cast has a show they'd like to add, all you have to do is fill out the submission form, and we will help you spread the word.
0: Before we get started with community news, we here at Rocky Talkie would like to ask our listeners to join us in bidding an extremely fond farewell to fellow community member Steve Warwick, who passed away on November 4th, 2021, at the age of 34.
2: Steve was a hardcore Rocky fan and an active listener of our show. He had even developed his own delightful character, Trixie Bumble Butter, whose persona he used to make fun YouTube videos and entertain his friends especially the members of our show when he used Trixie to terrorize Nikki online.
0: But we all know it was all in good fun, and honestly, we will miss you, buddy.
1: Steve was a huge comedy lover and a staple in the Saturday Night Live fan community. He was also an
2: aspiring musician who loved classic rock.
0: And most importantly, he was an amazing friend to those he loved.
2: Steve's family has posted a digital memorial so that his friends and loved ones Can share stories and memories of their time together. We've linked the memorial in our show notes for anyone who might like to take a look or express their condolences and well wishes to the
1: family. Steve, you will be missed, buddy, and our community will never be the same without you. Thank you so much for being a wonderful friend. We'll see you on the other side.
0: On to something a bit lighter. Did you guys see that Rowan from RKO is making a porno?
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. Nikki, you can't just go around talking shit like that. Rowan isn't just on RKO. They're a member of NYC, too. We, we, got, we
1: got names to protect. Okay, I'll bite. It's, it's not that I don't believe you, but how exactly do you know that Rowan is making a porno?
0: They posted about it on Facebook like two days ago.
2: Are you are you talking about the the documentary?
0: I don't care what fancy schmancy name you want to call it. If you're gonna make a movie whose sole focus is sucking dick, it's a porno. But um.
1: Oh, God damn it.
0: Nah, we're just kidding. This project looks fun as hell. I don't think we've ever had a Rocky biopic before, have we?
1: No, not really. One that focuses on a single member of the community. It's definitely exciting that we'll be getting one, and I don't think any of us can think of a more appropriately prolific subject for the community's first venture. Wait, wait, wait. What exactly is Rowan doing?
2: Let's pretend I'm not
1: on any social media.
0: Right. Let's pretend.
1: So just a few days ago, Rowan created social media accounts for something called A Portrait of Roy Rossi. Naturally, we all followed because, I don't know, we assumed it was some sort of weird troll account where Rowan would post, like, old photos of Roy, you know, just for fun. Right, that feels very on-brand.
0: But it turned out that the profiles weren't random troll accounts at all. They were actually promotional material for a documentary that Rowan is creating and producing to highlight Roy's ascent into Rocky Madness. The description reads, 1973, in a narrow cave of an apartment, composer and lyricist Richard O'Brien riddles away the night writing a theater show titled The Rocky Horror Show. 1975, the famed stage show was launched and adapted to the silver screen by 20th Century Fox, resulting in much disappointment and box office failure.
2: A few years later, a man named Roy Rossi is sitting in his Rhode Island college dorm trying to find something to connect to within these years of growth. His roommate brings home a record titled... The Rocky Horror Picture Show. The man becomes infatuated and sets out
1: to share the unrecognized film he's fallen for. With some friends, he starts hosting screenings of the film. And slowly a crowd joins. A community of straight people, gay people, people of color. It's a community that nobody anticipated. 2021, Providence, Rhode Island.
0: Roy continues to host the show every single weekend and prepares to host the 45th annual Rocky Horror Picture Show convention.
1: Until now, this man's story was unsung. Through the lens of this documentary, we offer a never-before-seen
2: view into the life of the quiet, reserved man behind the phenomenon.
0: Lost connections, niche history, and a human. With your help, I am thrilled to tell this story.
1: Alright, spicy. I mean... Meg and I absolutely fucking love a good Rocky Horror documentary and I know we cannot wait to add a new one to our collection. It's always so much fun to be able to see how the community manages to completely change throughout the years while somehow managing to stay completely the same.
2: Rowan is hoping to make this film and submit it to festivals and who knows maybe we'll even get a sneak peek at RKO4.
0: But making a movie costs money, people. So does submitting movies to film festivals. And to that point, Rowan has just launched a GoFundMe to crowdsource some cash for the festival submission fees. If you like Rocky Documentaries, too, and want to help get this one made, we're linking the campaign for you all in our show notes.
1: Rocky Talkie has already donated because we super want this movie to happen and just be wildly successful. If you want to be cool just like us, you'll donate, too. With our wallets combined, we can all suck Roy Rossi's dick together.
2: And that, children, is the true meaning of Christmas.
0: God bless us, everyone. Last
2: up in community news, but certainly not least, we've got a write-in from our friend Jamie from the Francis Bacon Experiment up in Buffalo who's got some exciting news to share.
1: Jamie writes... The Junior Chamber of Commerce Players in Pittsburgh is hosting members of the Francis Bacon Experiment for their show on November 20th at the Hollywood Theater. This is the first time FBE is heading down to Pittsburgh, and this will be Buffalo's newest cast member's first full show. Gretchen, that's at Rocky Horror TikTok, will be playing Columbia for the first half of the film. Both casts are just over the moon to work together.
0: Oh my god, go Gretchen! It feels like just yesterday you were a little groupie, and now look at you, grouping it up across the country with JCCP no less. They're like one of the best casts out there.
1: You just like that they do Reefer Madness.
0: I was born to be in a shadow cast of Reefer Madness. Shut up.
2: (laughs) Seriously though, this sounds like it's going to be an insanely fun show with a whole bunch of really incredible performers. I hope you all take lots of videos so Buffalo can use it to create a fuck ton of content for us schmucks who aren't in or around the Pittsburgh area on November 20th.
1: But for all of you schmucks who are in or around the Pittsburgh area on November 20th, you should absolutely go check out this show. Like, crossover shows are the best because you just get so much extra talent. Plus, you just know that the actors are all having the best time and that energy just always comes through, and they're just so extra, super good performances.
0: I have a fun story about a crossover show, but I wasn't performing. That's fun. FNS and NYC famously did two crossover shows, uh, and we took a school bus all the way down to New York at nighttime. uh, And Actually, I was performing, and I played a Transylvanian in the New York theater at a time where y'all did not have Transylvanians. I don't know if you do now. Lord. um but Personal we names. we just kind of fucked around cuz there wasn't much for us to do and the energy was super great the audience was loving it and it was it was almost like too much like it was so it was so hype and so dope and we had never seen anything like it so we went to step outside to kind of just like take a breather and like have a cigarette cuz we were off stage we got locked out of your theater for like ah. thirty minutes. we oh were like, we can't, we can't get back in. Oh my god! And then you're the one of the doormen saw us, and I, I assume he was like, these aren't just four teenagers in three piece suits. They must be here for Rocky.
1: <laughs> oh, I remember that show. That was fucking awesome. We did. I think that was the show where we did a ten person floor kick show. Kick line.
0: Yes, you did. Yeah,
1: ten person kick line. That shit's the fucking best, man. I
0: will say though. 10-person kickline is sexy, but at our show, we did not have the stage to equip a 10-person kickline, so we did two in front of the other, and then in between the verses, you guys switched, so like the back people went to the front and vice versa. That was awesome to watch happen live. I loved it.
1: I was expecting a train wreck there, but boy, everybody fucking figured it out.
0: It was dope.
1: Hell yeah.
2: Sounds like a blast. I've got to ask Nikki, as a Columbia, do you have any words of wisdom or hot tips to share with Gretchen as she gets ready for her first full Columbia performance?
0: Um, all I can say is get that attitude as bitchy as you can, get that eyeliner as thick as you can, kick that leg as high as you can, and start working on your core strength now, because it's just downhill from here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's good advice. yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: We'll be linking to the event info in our show notes if anyone wants to buy tickets. And if you go, don't forget to tag us in your photos. We love getting to check them out.
1: Oh, and just one more small thing while we're talking about JCCP. We'd all like to give a huge shout out to our friend Sam and Trey, who just got engaged. Woo! Woo! Oh my god, congrats, guys congrats that
2: is fucking poggers may your first child be as masculine or feminine or both or neither a child as it wants to be because it's 2021 and gender isn't real
0: um their first child is named bee and she's a strong independent puppy who doesn't need us to tell her how to live her life you're doing great bee who's a good dog you're a good dog
1: sam and trey we know you like to listen to our show while you cook dinner we'd love for you to put down your cookware and give each other a big old hug and pretend it's from all of us. We're so excited for you both. Congratulations.
0: And with that, it brings us to everyone's favorite segment.
2: Jerking it with Jacob. Hey. Guys, I really like going through what could have been with the shooting script last week. Let me tell you, I'm all for magenta and a vacuum hose. Wink, wink. Like a scary fucking vacuum hose. What the hell was that?
0: Oh boy, vacuums. Yay. And I was worried we wouldn't get a knack snack this week.
2: No, Nikki, let me tell you. I know how to recapture the knack in your snack. The dunka in your dunkaroos. The Stella in your groove. I was reading the Rocky Horror FAQ this last week by Dave Thompson. Great book.
0: Fucking nerds.
2: Stick with me. There was some actually surprising and unique facts in there about the first rehearsals for the original Rocky Horror show. Aaron might be onto something with this whole doing research thing.
0: Still a nerd.
2: So what? I think these are kind of cool. And now that a lot of the community is getting back to performing, maybe we could use some fresh ideas, because I bet a lot of folks out there aren't all performing in the same way or in the same venues that we used to. You know, before the Pecos Bill, these little tidbits from the stage show are particularly interesting to think about in that context. Just how the original actors adjusted to the theater and made do under unusual circumstances. So are we all now.
0: Okay, that's totally fair. I see where you're going with this. Over Halloween, we performed at this theater called The Brook in Boundbrook, New Jersey. And I love this venue. It's so gorgeous. It's a full theater. Like, it's a stage. It's not a movie theater. Um, And it has just, like, it's so beautiful. And it has a full basement that's, like, dedicated as, like, a performance green room. But there were a lot of kinks that we had to work out. Like, first of all, directly off the stage is, like, an... 18-foot-deep orchestra pit. Um, You don't want to fall into that. Um, And there was just, like, a lot of kinks that we had to work out because the seating was all... It was, like, going up, but you couldn't see that well down so we couldn't really like fuck around with like Rocky laying on the floor and stuff I played Rocky BTW so for Scare the Monster the people that were sitting in the front row for some reason just like spaced out a lot so I just kind of like gotten doggy style on the chairs and just was like (laughs) I I was just hoping that my riff would find me and she did it was great Um, but also for Tatcha our tank's very tall and me and Janet are not so we had to run off the stage, down the stairs, and onto the floor. I don't know why we didn't just do touch on the floor. It was more fun to run around. Um, but we like did like normal touch. And then for like the scene where they're fucking in the tank, we like full sprinted to the floor to kind of like get this going and one other thing that i didn't even think about was as rocky i like to run around the audience i like to fuck around but this theater does not fuck around they have like a full lighting rig like for concerts and performances so i took like one step into the audience and everything went black because the mm. lighting was just so bright And there's a really funny video of me, and it's on my Instagram, of me screaming and running into the audience. And then my Frank just slowly running behind me going, I can't see anything. And it just (laughs) sparks a lot of joy. But what about you, Erin? What's like the most unusual venue you fucked around with? I know New York performed at almost as many different venues during Halloween as we did.
1: Yeah, uh, there were there were two that were really unusual. We talked about them briefly with John last week, but uh, the standard hotel show where we were just like outside. It was a really small kind of space to do Rocky in. There wasn't a ton of room to move around. So we had to, like, re-block stuff on the fly to, like, oh, we're going to do that over next to this wall. Or, okay, Frank's just going to go into the audience during this part. Or, all right, I guess we can't run around, so we just have, like, this three feet to do kick line in. I mean, it was, like, ten feet, but it was really small. The big drive-in show that we did at the start of the Halloween season, that was a whole different venue where, like, we were up against a brick wall, we were outside, there was, like, only a small little, like, uh, concrete pad that was level, the rest of it was like terrifying to walk in in heels, these were really cool venues, like they were super fun to perform at and super different to like have to adjust to, it was really kinda neat, and let me tell you, the photos for those shows turned out totally different than any photos that we've had for like the last decade, you know how like all Rocky photos can kinda look the same from shows over the years, because I mean, It is the same. These were completely different. Huge mixture of different locations and backgrounds and, like, just interactions with the audience. It was actually super cool to do some really different stuff.
2: Exactly. In this chapter of the FAQ by Dave Thompson, the one I'm looking at has some info about the process from the original stage show. Like, way, way back. While they were workshopping the original play and, as a bona fide... Emphasis, bone, theater nerd.
0: Ugh.
2: Well, I think this stuff is cool to think about for, you know, inspiration or context or whatever. For when you or I are at a show or and trying to actually plan a character, you know, really bring something small and different to your performance. Like a tryhard.
0: Like a nerd.
2: Exactly. Here's a good one. Did you know that the whole thing about Brad accidentally introducing Janet as Janet Vice was because Christopher Malcolm...
0: That's the original Brad from the stage show.
2: Right, because Christopher Malcolm during rehearsals accidentally just kept mispronouncing Janet's name. It wasn't a joke, it just happened.
1: Tight as a vice, but twice as nice.
0: Right? That's dumb. The story should be way better than that. Like, when you hear the callback line, it just makes sense. I'm blown away that wasn't originally scripted. I mean, it makes too much sense. Brad calls Janet Vice because Vice, V-I-S-E, is the tool with the jaws.
1: It's a metal tool that's typically attached to a bench, that has two pairs that has a pair of jaws on it that you can open and close by spinning the handle and you use it to like secure a piece of metal or a piece of wood or whatever while you work on it in like a wood shop or a metal shop
2: yeah yeah if you're you're watching the sopranos and you see one of these things you know shit's about to go down you know someone's getting their head fucking crushed
1: (laughs) (laughs) or you just get your balls caught in them
2: oh my god
0: oh Moving on, vice, V-I-C-E, is bad or immoral behavior habits. I don't, I don't want to offer an example.
1: (laughs) Well, offer an example of something Jacob does. You know, know, like when I smoke weed.
0: Sure. Vice and vice are homophones, you know? Words that sound the same but are spelled different.
1: Like penis in Penn Island. Fucking hate you and no, not like that. Don't be such a homophone. No, hey, that, that word is on my no-no boomer word of the day calendar. You can't say that.
0: That's not the word on your calendar, buddy. That's... Ah, uh, just bleep it.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, I believe that is pronounced... Wow, uh, I'm glad that you're both finally getting something out of reading those Rocky Horror books.
2: It's research, man. It doesn't have to be boring.
0: Here's a good one. Do you guys know why Sword of Damocles is typically sung in falsetto? You mean
1: up here, and not down here.
0: Neither of those things. You know, like Rocky's balls hadn't dropped. So I guess just like both those things, whatever you gents just did, because that was the point. Rocky was just seven hours old. His balls hadn't dropped.
1: No, really. In the original stage show, it's sung up high.
0: Just, just play the clip.
2: Sounds totally different,
1: doesn't it? The
2: way Sword was sung changed for the movie and in a lot of stage
1: shows. Did you also catch that Rayner Burton sang, My life is a mystery, not my life is a misery?
0: Misery? Why do you say it like that? <laughs> it's pronounced Missouri. Anyway. <laughs> why was that different?
1: Literally no reason other than Rainer kept forgetting and singing the wrong words. So it just became that for a lot of the stage shows run, and it's even said that way on the 1973 cast album.
0: I don't like that. Mystery is better. Mm High-pitched man forgets words to song. Now there's a performance idea you guys can take to the bank.
2: Hey, I'll allow it.
0: It's true. Richard O'Brien originally wanted Sword to be sung in whatever regular voice an incredibly hot 70s Raynor Burton wanted to sing Rocky in. But Rayner and Richard Hartley, the musical director, wanted it sung to emulate that preteen range. You know, sexy preteens? What? <laughs> no.
1: Hanson.
2: The Jonas Brothers.
1: BTS. In Sync. The
0: Jackson Five?
2: Whoa, Nikki! What the? Seriously, creepy Nikki, God.
0: Can't, what the, can't
2: believe, can't believe you would go there.
0: Stop it.
1: When children listen to music, they don't just listen. They melt into the melody and flow with the rhythm. Something inside starts to unfold its wings. Soon the child and the music are one.
2: And Michael Jackson was the music. That's a real fucking Michael Jackson quote. He was a misunderstood man. Child.
0: Oh, fuck you both.
2: Just while we're on the subject, how hot do you think sexy, muscled, rocky horror, the original 70s Rainer Burton, how hot do we think he is?
0: Well, I don't know. I saw a photo from the original production where Tim Curry, is that Tim Curry or does it just look like Tim Curry? That's Tim Curry where Tim Curry and Rainer Burton are, like, linking arms. And Tim's got, like, this big toothy grin, and I know that it's not about him, but I just love him so much. But Rainer Burton looks really good. I feel like he kind of looks like me if I had, like, an emotional breakdown and chopped my hair back to chin length for the second time this decade. <laughs> um, but he's got, like, a nice bod. Like, he doesn't have... From the photo, I mean, it could be a shitty photo, but it doesn't look like he's got like washboard abs, but he's definitely the type of guy that would like make you a nice risotto and then like make you orgasm at least twice. And he has on like this pink Speedo and he's got his hands on his hips. So he like, he's like stern, you know, he's like, he's like cute and he's got bangs. He's having like a little bang moment and his side profile is very nice. It's very, he's got like a little bit of a butt chin, but in like, in like a, it'll humble him way. I like it. I like it a lot.
2: Um. So Brad is wearing like a red Speedo and you can see the head of his penis. I mean, not <laughs> even like, it's not even a joke. You can't see like descriptive, like exactly how big it is or shit like that. But you can see where the like the shaft ends and the head begins. And his sack is prominent.
1: <laughs> Fo- focus, Jacob. Rainer Burton.
2: Oh, Oh. okay, cool. Rainer Burton also looks like what you would expect a falsetto Rocky to look like, I think he has like like the a, a certain younger boyish charm going on here. He does have a, I think that's a little bit of chest hair, which which hurts it a little bit. But chest as hair is mentions, sexy.
0: Shut the hell up. It's
2: not about sexy. It's about looking like a child and being sexy. Okay. Um, as he's mentioned, he's got that chin length hair. It looks like a pixie cut. Like he looks. That's like not what a pixie cut, cut is. What? Whatever. I'm not. I didn't go to. Meta, you know, makeup school.
0: Um, Makeup.
2: He looks like his balls have not dropped. He looks like he would sing sort of Damocles in a high falsetto tone. And Janet doesn't really have boobies.
1: Hey, I mean, Janet looks mostly the same, right? Like the bra that that she's wearing is patterned. I mean, Julie is is just so hot. And I mean, so is Rainer. Like, I, I love this. Rainer looks fucking awesome.
0: All allowed, Julie Covington
2: is super hot.
0: Julie Covington is Janet, by the way.
1: Right. So this image uh, comes from Oz Rocky Horror. That's the website that Mark Jabara and Tony Pazuzu run. Uh, Disclaimer, the colorization on this, like Mark goes and colorizes a lot of photos, uh, but he colorizes them as they were seen based on other photos. So this is definitely verified. Like we've seen Tim with this like blonde front hair. We've seen Rainer in pink boxers. This is legitimately, you know, what, what the show would look like at a certain point.
2: Anyway, check the picture out in our show notes or the original on OZRockyHard.com. What's your verdict? Is pink in this season?
0: Here's one of my favorites from the original stage show. As Rocky and Janet are getting set to do Tatcha, Rocky reaches into those sexy pink boxers and pulls out a vanity mirror. And he turns to Janet and is like, Janet, have you got any lip gloss?
2: (laughs) And she does. It's in her bra. Where women keep their lip gloss
0: and their phones. That's true. Listen, I can fit the entire men's Olympic swimming team in my bra.
1: Well, I fucking love that. Hey. No, I I, no, I mean stupid little moments like what we were just talking about. That's a great example of... A little bit that like we could actually do as performers at our show. You know, a dumb little interaction that's easy, it doesn't take away from anything, and I mean maybe it only plays for like the ten seats that can see you pulling lip gloss out, but like it's super fun and it is so rocky and I think it's a lot of the little things like that that we can all bring to characters that can make the show just slightly more interesting and not exactly what's on screen.
0: Yeah, there's a few things that I do that I love. Um, during It as Rocky, this one, I don't think I came, like, I don't think I invented this. I'm sure many Rockies have done it. But when Janet says that's just one small fraction, I, like, go to my pee because I'm like, it's not small, it's average. Like, I get embarrassed and, like, I turn away. I think it's very cute. Um, and I also love during Hot Patootie when Eddie looks back to Brad and Janet, it's like, left, right, left. Um, I, as Janet open up my lab coat just because i don't show my boobs during lab scenes. so i open up my lab coat to like show him my boobies so he's like coming over and then i close it when he looks away and then i reopen it again oh uh, i like because, that yeah because janet's a slut and all she wants is eddie's attention Um, uh, yeah i love those and they get a lot of good crowd reaction but what about you jacob what's your favorite non-film matched moment that you create or maybe you've seen someone else do
2: uh, so, something I just started doing at, like, just recently, the last show I did week and a half ago at Our Wicked Lady here in New York. I was Eddie, and I used this uh, plastic trumpet, or what's the fucking saxophone? saxophone? I use a plastic saxophone, and the outline or, like, the setup of their theater isn't helpful to a scooter, so I did not use my scooter. I always... A scooter Eddie, so I felt like I was missing something this performance, and I was looking for something extra to do. So during one of my saxophone solos, I started like deep throating the saxophone and then oh, like God. mimicking saxophone deep throating, like as though I was eating it and passing it behind my lips. and I thought that was a blah. I really enjoyed doing that. Um, and also, I really like the moment, as Nikki mentioned, after you switch, 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 and you're leaning in to the Janet. Right now, what I do is like When I go back to Columbia, I give the Janets a boop on the nose, but I want to do more. I feel like there's more things I could do, like maybe giving them a piece of paper or a post-it note or something. I enjoy that.
0: At FNS, um, Rodeo, who's like one of the best Eddies in the whole world, usually gives Brad like a firm smack on the ass, like Mm -hmm. a loud one. And I love it.
2: (laughs) Nice. Uh, But Aaron's got a million of these. Tell us about it, Stud.
1: Wow. I fucking hate that. Um, no, I think I've talked about like how I do like grumbly, like ugh, disgruntled riff uh, during most of it. So I won't talk about that again. Um, I think I I do my Eddie like matched screen accurate. I'm obsessive about that. Like, but Dr. Scott, I take some fucking liberties with and I absolutely love doing it. Like I, I make Dr. Scott a lot more animated um, and I feel like it's one of those roles because he isn't he's just sitting in the same space the whole time. He isn't running around. He isn't trying to do stuff. It gives you a lot of opportunities to like react to the other actors that you're playing with. Right. Like, so you don't have to be right. He's never shown when he's doing a bunch of his reactions. So when Brad comes over and you're talking to him, you know, at the transducer or when like Magenta's gong goes off or whatever, like you don't see what he does. So you just get to decide what Dr. Scott does. So he, like I play like a, frazzled like oh he's covering his eyes and he's shifting back and forth and like all these kind of like little things that i think make it kind of a, a fun kind of you know extension of the character that isn't just like sitting in a wheelchair doing absolutely nothing because you can't see dr scott on screen so that's that's mine i love those
0: these are fun what else do we have
1: i've literally only
2: read three paragraphs of one chapter of this book give me a second i'm not fast But I certainly am diligent.
0: You are certainly fast. Yikes! I'll allow it. Well, I've read at least through the end of this chapter. And did you know? Aaron has been fucking lying to us this whole entire damn time.
2: Oh, God, yes. I have dreamed of this moment where me and Nikki humiliate Aaron on the podcast by using his fancy schmancy book learning Rocky skills against him. Once we've realized he's okay, fucking okay, us over. Okay,
0: okay. Because for everything he fucking goes on and on and on about, about, you know, the origins of audience participation and the history of fucking Rocky horror, it turns out, get this.
2: Please tell me.
0: That from the very beginning, the very beginning, the first show, they wanted the audience to participate, because after Brad and Janet came out and sang superheroes, and after the narrator said his nonsense... Tell me? After that, the entire cast came back out on stage and got the audience to do the time warp, because they had put the instructions in the original playbill. Ah!
1: Ha! Uh, Um, what... Uh what what? This this isn't the same as regular audience participation because no, 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 it is
2: totally is the same thing. They put literal dance instructions to dance along with while the cast sang their encore. That's audience participation and to do it during the encore. What a statement. It's what every rocky band does like Oh, you don't need me. Oh, you want me. Okay, I I guess I'll come out and sing the song you want to hear. And it's fine. You can dance along. This one's on me. Rocky is about interacting with the show. And it was there from the beginning. Forced down everyone's throats. Like a bathroom blowjob.
0: Sorry, Aaron. It's the same thing. I don't care what Louis Freezy Pop did at the Waverly Theater in 1970. <laughs> it already existed. Audience participation already existed, and it wasn't spontaneous. It was actually a carefully crafted part of the original production.
2: Exactly. It was there from the beginning. If you read Richard O'Brien's original manuscript backwards, every other page says at the top, for the audience, because he wanted us in on it from the beginning, man. What else has Aaron been lying to us about,
1: huh? Yeah, what do you have to say to all that? Listen, I don't know about all that boy stuff, but do you want to hear my <laughs> favorite recent little tidbit that I just learned?
0: This better be good, Grandpa.
1: Yeah, I, I think it is. Did you know that Don't Dream It, Be It is actually a massive and supposedly obvious reference to Fredericks of Hollywood catalog slogans? Fredericks of Hollywood... Their slogan was, don't dream it, live it. I'll allow it.
0: Wait, I hate that. It's a cheesy reference to some random stupid ad? It's the whole community message that we all believe in and repeat to newcomers. I mean, so can you imagine the amount of people that have this ads tagline tattooed on their bodies permanently forever? Some, albeit probably shouldn't have done it. But some of them are really cool. And I just don't think that that was like, it's just a stupid slogan made up by Don Draper to sell push-up bras.
1: In their defense, Fredericks of Hollywood sold a lot of push-up bras.
0: And a fuck ton of other lingerie. It was the company that introduced women in the 50s and 60s to being comfortable shopping sexy.
2: Can you imagine not being able to just buy sexy underwear on Amazon? Someone has to send you a catalog and you have to specify the genre of catalog fetish you want sent to you. And then you've got to register it with the BDSM club near you, get it from them, and it's a, it's a whole process.
1: It's crazy. It's crazy. That's not how that worked.
2: Um, we just realized you were lying to us about all of this for the whole time, so maybe you don't get to tell us the truth anymore? Just a thought.
0: (laughs) But for real, it fucking sucks shopping for lingerie. Especially Rocky stuff, because what the fuck? I would never even buy half this shit. Like, for real. No, I'm not doing it. My first experience shopping for lingerie for Rocky, I like actually, okay, I vividly remember this because I was toying around with the idea of playing Trixie I had just turned 18 um but I didn't own any lingerie I just I had like my floor show costume and that was it I didn't fuck around so I was in Primark and I saw a like five dollar tag and a bunch of like lingerie type things in a fucking Primark um so I went in and I I don't know what my brain was thinking I have so many pictures of it I found like the ugliest like nude colored lace teddy that did nothing for my body and like showed full cooch and i bought it i mean it was five dollars so it wasn't a waste and i was like yep this is gonna be my trixie lingerie i quickly went on amazon and remedied that but that was like and i I remember being in the line for primark and like shamefully hiding it because i was like oh this is this is sin um and then my second experience well this Another experience shopping for lingerie for Rocky was buying my floor show costume at 17. Imagine that. Imagine explaining to mom why there's a corset on the porch (laughs) with a G-string attached to it. Imagine that. But, you know, anything can happen on Halloween. What was yours, Jacob?
2: I am an Eddie, so I don't have to shop for lingerie with you fucking heathens. Um, But my first experience buying Rocky clothing was at a Michaels. I took one of my old t-shirts and was like, I want to be Eddie. For that, you need a shirt that says Eddie. So I went to a Michaels and I bought some paintable glitter that you can put on shirts and a paintbrush. And I went home and I painted Eddie on one of my shirts. And I have it
1: to this day. I'm sure Aaron's is really good. What about you, dude? Oh, man. Okay. Okay. So the first time that I ever had to buy any lingerie for Rocky, I just needed to buy fishnets for Dr. Scott. Um, But also, I was doing Eddie, so I needed to pick up some makeup for that. So in the middle of Nebraska, I went to the Walmart, and I purchased one package of women's fishnets, one black eyeliner pencil, one red eyeliner pencil... And like, I don't know, a tube of lube or something. I it, it, Whatever makes the story funnier. But I go up to the counter and I'm checking out. And this, this girl who was checking me out just... Well, she wasn't checking me out. She was just giving me the most dirty looks the entire time that she's doing this. And I'm just like, what the fuck? It's 2005. Yeah, I get it. I'm in the middle of the fucking country in like Nebraska. But come on, you've never seen a guy buy fishnets before? I mean, whatever. Also... Not to get us too far back like on point, but since we're talking about Fredericks of Hollywood, they used to make one of the absolute best floor show corset bases that you could possibly find. The Frederick's Dream Corset, the Hollywood Dream Corset. Not the one with the straps and shit that you can still buy, but the original one, that one it is an amazing base. You just, you know, rip off the the fringe and you rebone it and you put a zipper in and you I mean it's a lot of work still, I guess, but like awesome base.
0: Yeah, uh, my first floor show corset. First, there was the one that I found on Amazon for like $15. And it honestly wasn't that bad. It was pretty screen accurate. It made my knockers look bodacious. But it only survived like two shows at a time before all the plastic boning would pop out. I bought like Mm -hmm. four of those back to back. um, And then I settled for another one that was like a little pricier, uh, again, off Amazon. And this was pre-pandemic. On like a spring afternoon, me and Andrea went to a Michaels and bought a bunch of sequins and just super glued it to this thing. Oh. And this bitch is in my suitcase today. I have her <laughs> to this day. She works, she is, she has seen better days. It is almost coming time for an upgrade. But as of right now, I am I am rolling good with this three-year-old corset with three-year-old super glued sequins on it. I lose about three sequins a show. Anyway, I'm selling it for $450. There will be a link in our show notes. Let me know if you're interested. God damn it. I won't wash it before I oh. ship it to you.
1: Oh, no wonder it's so expensive.
0: Yeah. But uh, how about you, Jacob? Do you even own a floor show corset?
2: I don't know. I haven't had to wear one yet. But if I was to get one, I would be like... Jacob, why are you getting a floor show corset? That's so much fucking work. Don't you want to just, like, smoke weed and play video games? I'd be like, yeah, that's a good idea, Jacob. I won't buy a floor show corset. But I know Aaron can ramble about
1: floor show corsets for days. Yeah, actually, I didn't own, like, a proper floor show corset until right before the pandemic. Like, I'd obviously had you know, a corset that I would use when I would have to do a character that was in Floor Show, but, like, Dr. Scott doesn't wear one, so all I needed was, you know, the the fishnets and the garter belt and whatever. Um, and finally, <laughs> right before the pandemic, uh, when Frederick stopped selling the original Dream Corsets, I went online and I bought... Every single one of them that I could find so that the New York cast would never be without the ability to have a good base for floor show corsets. Uh, Ended up picking up like, I don't know, like 30 of them or something. Uh, We've doled them out over the last, you know, two years or so. Lots of people have picked one up from us. Meg does a great job, you know, doing all the little alterations that need to be done on them where, I mean, the big thing, replacing the boning, putting a zipper in. If you don't have a zipper in your floor show corset... Fucking rip it open, put a zipper in the side of it. It doesn't take very long. There's tons of tutorials online for, like, how to put a zipper in. Never, ever, ever again struggle with trying to hook up a floor show corset while you're trying to do a quick change. And please, for the love of God, the the zipper zips upwards so that it ends up on top. Please do it the correct direction. Um, No,
0: I don't think I will put a zipper in. I like to be difficult. (laughs) I also just kind of like the cracky sound it makes when you put the things together and then they click. Crack, 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 crack.
2: Well, guys, we reached <laughs> the end of the one single chapter of the Rocky Horror FAQ that I read by Dave Thompson. I get so many pats on the back. I did a great job. I hope you enjoyed it.
0: I don't know why we even need me to ask snack Snacks every week. Jacob can just learn how to read instead.
2: I have a degree. It's John that can't
1: read.
0: By the way, where the fuck did you say he was? And that's our show. We want to thank Jamie from the Francis Bacon Experiment for writing in to us to share her exciting news. We'd also like to welcome a new member to our team, Aaron from Tennessee, who has joined as one of our editors. So a big thanks to Aaron, too. We appreciate all your work. You're welcome. No, not you.
2: If anyone has a question they'd like us to answer on air for Nikki Asks a Question or some community news they'd like us to talk about or even a cool story to share with the community, we'd love to include it in our show. Just go to our website, RockyTalkiePodcast.com, and fill out our contact info form to tell
1: us about it. If you're enjoying Rocky Talkie, please help us out by rating, reviewing and subscribing to the show. It makes the podcast more accessible to new listeners, which really helps us to grow the show.
0: And if you want even more Rocky Talkie content, check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Rocky Talkie Podcast.
2: We'll see you next week. Bye.
0: Bye. Get out. Adios.
2: Is Roy Rossi the, I don't know, the guy making
0: the porno? No, Roy, Roy runs RKO. Okay. Rowan. Well, well we're going to get into
1: it. He's making a point. God damn it, now you got me saying it.
2: Uh, this doesn't sound like it's about sex even a little bit. Why do we think it's about sex?
0: <laughs> Read your damn yeah. line.
2: <laughs> Wait, was like the Facebook, did the Facebook post have like a guy sucking a penis or something?
1: No. God damn it. Do you get it now?
2: Is it because Rowan is like, like kissing the Roy Rossi's ass and sucking his dick? You got it. Did you miss
0: the joke that we made at the beginning?
2: At the beginning, I assumed that Rowan was making a a thing about pornography.
0: (laughs) I literally explained it wasn't a porno.
1: That would also be on brand though. Yeah, just, it sounded too natural. All right. (laughs) Describe what a vice is. I don't know what a
0: vice vice. is.
1: I hopefully How can linked you, you, not... you to Wikipedia.
2: How can you not know that's like basic elementary school knowledge, Nikki? I mean, Okay, on. Jacob, Everyone...
0: what's the distance formula?
2: Ah, no, Get I wrecked. was I was making a joke. I have no idea what a device looks like, though I know like what it does. Really? Oh my god.
0: Aaron, can you just, explain like this? Thing... I can't even begin to Is it
2: is it the thing that gangsters like crush people's heads in? You put it in and then you spin the thing?
0: It, that it, feels racially charming. It's a metal <laughs> Just play the clip. I'm pretty sure Jacob already got us a copyright strike during the game oh. show earlier. Anyway, should damn I cut it. that?
1: Yeah, just just play the
2: audience. Clip. Originally, we had a game show I made with no. audio from a Rocky track, but we took it out. That's why this joke makes sense here.
0: Laugh. Just just play the clip.
2: Is Julia the Janet in this picture? I have got to say, that is not a hot Janet. That is like, that is. That just is bottom take of the, barrel. the damn line.
0: No one cares.
2: <laughs> oh. Or oh, we? Do- I, I thought we were just riffing for a little bit on this thing. Guess we Oh done. no! Now we're we're done. All right. Cool.
0: What did I just say?
2: Uh, in bed fast.
0: Oh. Okay.
2: <laughs> are you Aaron? No. Are you Aaron? Are you Aaron? No. You're not Aaron.
1: Am I from Tennessee?
2: Aaron, I'm pretty sure you're Aaron. Okay.